This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm thrilled to welcome back to the podcast, Sam Luce. Sam has been a pastor at Redeemer Church in Utica, New York for the past 24 years, 18 of which he has served as the children's pastor, and currently he is the global pastor to families. Sam is passionate about the power of the gospel, becoming a better leader, ministering to kids, technology, anything humorous, and being the best dad and husband he can be. He's been married to Sandra for 23 years, and they have four children. If you'd like to learn more about Sam and read his writings, you can check out samloose.com. I hope you will. And Sam, I'm thrilled to have you back. Welcome. Thanks again, Champ. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. What verse do you have for us today? Yeah, so today I have uh, Hebrews 8, 12, and it says this. It says, for I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I'll remember their sins no more. That's in the ESV. In the NIV, it says, it says, for I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. Wow, that's an amazing verse. It's an amazing promise, but it's in the middle of a long book. And it's in the middle of a long chapter, Hebrews chapter eight. So can you set some of the context for us? What's the setting of this verse? Yeah, thanks for asking that, Jim. Honestly, um, I think there's so many verses in the Bible that are so powerful in and of themselves. And I think we're, we're oftentimes in our in Christian culture, we're very good at quoting one verse, but I think Sometimes we misunderstand or even misapply them because we don't know the verses around them. Mm-hmm. And anytime you read a verse, you say, man, I really love that. It's, I find it's always helpful to read a few verses above and a few verses below to see what did this mean to them so I can know how this applies to me. Love it. Um, and so the verses leading up to it is talking about this whole idea of, of Jesus being the better high priest, mm-hmm. about how he is the better high priest and how he is, uh, he's going to institute this new covenant and how he's going to do something. He's going to not just have these external laws that we, that we read and obey, but he's going to put these laws in their minds and their hearts. Mm-hmm. And he's not just going to be a God that people acknowledge with their mouth, but he's going to be their God and they're going to be his people. So he's promising proximity. Uh, he's promising incarnation. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, that you'll be able to teach these to everyone and they're going to know God because they, they'll know me. He says that he's going to give us even the ability to know him. And he's saying, based on these covenantal promises and realities, I will demonstrate my mercy to them by forgiving their sins. But more than forgiving our sins, and this is the most powerful part of this verse, I will remember their sins no more. Hmm. I will remember their sins no more. That is one of the more powerful sentences in all of the Bible and in all of Christianity, because what makes Christianity different from most other religions is that they're based on merit. Most other religions are based upon, did I do enough? Did I do enough? Mm-hmm. And Christianity is based on Christ's merit. It's based mm-hmm. upon grace, upon the work of Christ on our behalf, not upon my goodness. And for God to say, I will remember your sins no more, it goes against our own self-salvation tendencies. Mm-hmm. It goes against the demands of so many other false gods that are worshipped around the world. For a God that is all-powerful and all-knowing to say, I will remember them no more, I choose to forget, Hmm. is beyond our comprehension of how that is even possible. And so good and gracious and so merciful that we cannot even express it. Yeah, that does make the good news incredible. Yeah, incredible. So Sam, maybe some kids are listening and they're thinking, you know, I'm a Christian and I don't try to be my own savior. 
So Sam, you said that we sometimes try to our own works, our own merits, but it's not us, it's Christ. I mean, do we really do that? Absolutely we do. And, and a famous theologian says that our hearts are perpetual idol factories, is that what we do is we chase after things that we think will make us happy, number one, and number two, that we can control. Mm. If we can control them, what happens is then, then we make ourselves, we put ourselves in God's place, like mm. our ancestors, Adam and Eve did. And we think that I know what's best for me and for my family and for the people around me. And I can, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be my own God. And it always ends poorly. Mm -hmm. And for us to try to save ourselves through good works creates in us this anxiety. Did I do enough? Did I say enough? Do my good works outweigh my bad ones? And that is sadly the, the condition of so many people from so many different religions. And Christianity turns that on its head hmm. and it says, you're not good enough. Like you can't achieve enough hmm. and you're saved because of my mercy, right? And my forgiveness. But beyond that, I'm not only going to forgive you, but I'm going to forget. Yeah. God forgets our sins. And often at the end of the day, I don't, yeah. I'm remembering, you know, that thing I said that I think, oh, I shouldn't have said that or the way I responded or the thing I should totally. have done that I didn't. And I guess that opens my heart to reveal, yeah, I'm looking to myself mm -hmm. to perform up to a certain standard. I'm looking for myself to, to make life good. Yeah. How did this verse become important to you, Sam? Well, I came across it. Um, I do something for all my kids is I journal in a Bible for them. Mm. So each of my kids, they don't know it yet, but I, when they're having, when they're eating cereal across the table, I'm reading my Bible, having devotions, and I'm journaling in the Bible for them mm. that they'll read one day. So I do three years in a Bible for each of my kids. I love that. Uh, and I came across this and, and I wrote this to my son. Um, I came across this because I thought this is amazing. And I, I want them to remember me studying my Bible, but then to, to later when they're older to realize what I was writing to them. And this is what I wrote to my youngest son. I said this, I said, how amazing is it that we serve a God who is all powerful, who knows everything yet chooses to forget. We as humans think that the best thing about us is how much we know and how much we can learn. What is amazing about God is that he forgives us when we repent. But what's even greater is the fact that he, does, he doesn't just forgive us our sins, but he forgets them. The God who knows everything forgets our sins. How gracious is he? We forgive, but we have a really hard time forgetting. This should make us more willing to confess our sins, not less willing. Forgiveness and forgetting is far more powerful than we know or what we can know, right? What he says, what is most important about us is not how much we know, but the fact that we are known by God, forgiven by God, and that our sins are forgotten by God. For those who repent and confess their sins and turn to God, this is their reward. We are known, forgiven, and our sins are forgotten. How gracious is our God? How gracious is he? Man, that's special. That's going to be something that he will cherish for his entire life. I'm glad you're doing that for your children. So if someone's listening to this, Sam, and is thinking, yeah, that's true, right? But if we put too much emphasis on the fact that, you know, God has totally forgotten, won't that kind of open the door to living a life that doesn't pay that much attention to God, kind of living the way we want to? I mean, God forgives, so let's take advantage of that. How would you respond to that? Yeah, um, that is definitely a concern, you know, um, but I think um, I think Spurgeon said that if, if people don't accuse you of being antinomian, which is like against the law, he said, if they don't accuse you of preaching grace in that way, you, you don't fully understand grace. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is not with when we take advantage of God's grace, right, is that we don't understand the power of the cross. The theologian um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he talks about grace and the importance of it. He said, grace is not cheap. 
it's expensive because of what it costs, right? He says, he says the preaching of forgiveness, this is what cheap grace is, is it's the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living in incarnate. And I think that's, that's what it comes down to champ is this, is that we don't, when we think that I can do whatever I want because my sins are forgiven, we don't understand what God has really done for us and how he has forgiven us and, and at what cost he has forgiven us. Uh, because of that, the, the, the reflex of that shouldn't be liberality. It should be humility and worship and gratitude. That's such a great reminder. Sam, thanks again for being on the podcast today, for pointing us to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Would you just close our time by praying this verse for all of us? Yeah. Lord God, we thank you so much that you came. We thank you that you lived a real life, that you died a real death, and that you rose again. Help us to remember that you are a good God who forgives us, forgives all who turns to you, and that you are also a God who forgets all confess to you in faith. Help us to remember that you are a God who is so filled with mercy that you not only forgive, but you chose to forget. Help us to reflect on the kindness of your grace and help us to be kind to those around us and to not hold their sins against them because you don't do that for us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to prepare our hearts to be quick to forgive all who seek our forgiveness. Thank you for the costly grace that is available to us because of your perfect sacrifice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.